0: Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Hope you guys are doing good. What's up? Ricky Raccoon, Johnny Colum out on Instagram, Ellen, Darnell, Akshat, Matt, DBC, I, Kermit Dreamer. Happy to see you guys. You can hit me up in the chat. If you are on social, just bang on that. Give me a number one if you like what we're doing. This is the podcast where we explore the journey from no one to number 1. Hope you guys are good today, man. It is Monday. Let us crush it today. Grab life by the freaking windpipe and crush it. Let's go. Uh what's up Johnny Cologne? Got a number 1. What's up Ant Antarctic? Happy to see you guys. Like I say, you guys uh, can communicate with me in the chat. What's 2.0? What's up, man? I'm Elvis. It's my first podcast. You have a nice title. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I love my branding, number one. Super excited about it. So today, I want to talk to you about how to crush your sales goals and dominate the market. How do you crush your sales goals and dominate the market? So in this 15 minutes, just 15 minutes, you are going to learn the secrets of top sales guys, a guy like Greg Cardone, and how to apply them to your own business so that you can achieve massive success. Sound good? What's up, Douglas Taylor? What's up, Coach Gill? Roland Isaiah, And we got everybody jumping in here. Happy to see you guys today. Hope you guys are killing it. So how do you crush your sales goals? How do you dominate a market? Right? You don't want to even want to compete. You want to dominate. So how do you do that? So the very first thing that you've got to do, you've got to learn to do this. You've got to start setting big, audacious goals, ridiculous goals, 10x goals. Right, many people, too many people played safe. They said small goals, um, achievable targets, and your targets should be achievable. The truth is, only big goals are going to get big results. You feel me? Are Crizo, Justin, Erko, with man, some of you guys got crazy crazy handles that I cannot pronounce. I'm trying my best. Um, So, let's talk about these goals, man. You got to set big goals. I got, I tell you guys this all the time. How do you know if a goal is big enough? How do you know? Hit me up in the chat. What do you say? What is, how do you know if a goal is big enough? You guys got any opinions? I could tell you my way the way I test if a goal is big enough. If I am embarrassed to share the goal with my friends, my family, the world, because it is so big, it makes me nervous. That tells you you're in the right ballpark. Big. Like, what is your goal for income? How much do you want to make in a year? Are you average? Are you going to just pick $60,000 or whatever the average income is today? Does that make you have the bubble guts at all? Probably not. What if you 10 X that? What if you said publicly 2023, my goal is to make $600,000, 10 times 60,000. Would you be a little embarrassed to say that? Well, that's telling me that you are in the right ballpark. Now, The importance of setting them big, audacious goals, big, hairy, audacious goals, as they're called, is because you have to think big. Have you ever heard this phrase, aim for the stars, hit the moon? Look, you may hit your goal. You may hit 600,000 in a year. But guess what? What if you only hit 120,000? You still doubled the six, uh, 60,000 that you were aiming for at the beginning. It's a no brainer. So set big goals for you. If you're doing athletics, if you're doing a grappling competition, aim to be number one. If you're a wrestler, try to win state. If you're already winning state, try to win nationals. If you're winning nationals, try to win worlds and then the Olympics. Big, big goals. All right. So, That's the number one thing. First thing, you got to have huge goals, big targets that you're aiming for, right? The second thing you've got to do is, man, you've got to be able to develop a laser light focus. Crucial, man. We live in a world of insane amount of distraction. What's up, Wayne? Wayne says, dude, you're everywhere. I am. I am a mom omnipresent, my friend. Dollar Steven giving me a, uh, a number one. We're out on you. These are my YouTubers jumping in. <laughs> Happy to see you guys. So focus is absolutely crucial, man. You got to eliminate distractions. How do you do that? I have apps that I use that help me focus. Um, they are... Time boxing apps and task apps that tell me, hey, man, you got to focus here, turn up all distractions. I'd set myself up to win. I stack it. Right. So I want you to be able to stay focused. You're going to have to learn to develop. Focus is like a muscle. You've got to learn how to develop it over time. You know, right now we're trained, our attention span, if you're on TikTok or Reels or YouTube Shorts, your attention span is being drained for seven to 15 second intervals, man. Some of these problems, if you want to really make a lot of money and crush your sales goals, your income goals, the amount of money you make, dominate wherever you're at, whether it's in a job or, or you're selling something, a service or a product, you've got to learn to focus because these problems are going to take sustained focus. Does that make sense? So I need you to be able to stay on track, get all your stuff done, and nail it. No matter what distractions, obstacles, problems, you've got to have laser light focus, okay? So, number three, you've got to master the art of communication. How can you speak in such a way that it is clear, it is persuasive, it is powerful? That is the skill to close more deals, especially if you've got big, high-ticket deals. You've got to learn to be able to communicate. And you know, one of the things if you're going to learn how to communicate, what's up, Michael Ochoa? One of the things, if you're going to learn to communicate properly, you've got to also know your product better than anybody else. So for example, you guys all know that I know catches catch can better than anybody else. That's why I'm able to, to create this movement, get people invested in what we're doing. Cause I know it. I know the technique. I know the history. I know the players. Now, that's not just in the grappling world, right? Like you could be, I also sell uh, business development training, leadership training, sales and marketing training. I spend an hour a day now on Cardone University training. There's like 8,000 videos, man. I mean, it's like so huge, the amount of work. I mean, Grant is truly (laughs) prolific but I spend an hour in there trying to absorb the wisdom that this billionaire and sales genius is sharing. That makes me more persuasive so I can solve problems when people have them. Does that make sense? Okay, so the first thing, set big goals. Second thing, you've got to learn to focus and not get distracted by things. Third, you've got to you got to really jack up your communication, your persuasive game, your product knowledge game. Okay. And the last thing is, is, and this goes back to me being coached even by a guy like Billy Robinson. You've got to learn how to learn. You need to be constantly learning, absorbing, adapting, improvising to the environment. The world, the market is constantly changing, it is volatile, right? So, whatever it takes for you to stay up to date on all of the latest trends, the latest techniques, whatever it takes for you to evolve, adapt, improve. Does that make sense? Okay. So, if you want to be ready, To boost up your income, and that is done through selling things. And even if it is not money, you still, like you want to go out for pizza and your girlfriend wants hamburgers. And if you really want that pizza more than the hamburgers, you're sick of them, you've had them five days in a row, and now you want pizza. You've got to up your persuasion. Everything's a sale. Getting a date. You've got to persuade. You've got to set high targets. Don't go for losers. Get the best. You see, sales is a way of life. It's not just about money or or anything like that, but it also is. This is a number one crucial skill that you need to develop. So if you want to crush your ability to sell, you want to crush your ability to dominate a market, no matter what it is, you're going to need to set crazy big goals, 10X goals. You're going to need to really develop your sense of Purpose, focus, being able to not be distracted, you're going to learn how you got to learn how to amplify your communication skills. And you've got to always be growing and learning, right? So that's what it takes, man. Do that. You're going to have the most actionable, practical skill set on planet Earth, man. That's the beginning of the face, right? So now I'm going to open this up, as I always do. I'm going to give you guys about 10 minutes of uh, questions and whatnot. Let's see here. Wayne, dude, Fish, what's up, brother? I hope to be at one of your seminars at SoCal soon. My students are not happy. Thank you for everything you've done over the years. Thank you so much, Wayne. Dude, you're a great guy, man. Can't wait to, uh, I, I mean, it's. I don't think we've ever actually met in person. I've known you, man, it has to be 20 years. I, I've known you since I had the forum on MMA.tv, which was like 2003 or 2002, Catch Wrestling Forum. I had the first one. uh, Janis gave me that uh, task. I think it was the first and the only one. I think I ran it for a while, and then I got sick of the flamers and all that nonsense and bailed, and then it just died. Um, but yeah, i love to see you fish. All right, guys. So what can I do for you? We've got so many great opportunities for you guys to learn, up your game, get thick and tense. I mean, man, did you see that, um, the testimonial that uh, Wade Shouse, Guinness book? I mean, you would talk, number one, this guy is the number one wrestler documented on the planet. Go check out the testimonial. It's over on the Instagram. It's on Facebook. I think I got it up on YouTube. I'm gonna be putting it up on the Scientific Wrestler uh, website. Uh, what's up? We've got Timothy McGee. 5209. Y'all need a gym in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Well, let's go, man. Be the, be the change you want to see in the world. Let's go. Scientificwrestler.com. Be an affiliate. You can set it up, man. We'll take you to get there you. We'll train you up, show you how to make money, all that. Well, let's just go wrestler.com is the URL. Um, Any other questions, guys? Any questions on business? Any questions on success in marriage? Man, I've been married 17 years and I work with my wife. I got three kids. Let's go. Let's do it, man. All right. I'm not getting no, no bites right now. You guys, uh, I do appreciate the bites that we did get, though. I appreciate you guys, Timothy McGee and Wayne and Stella Steven. All you guys, what's up, Cam? I see you on there, man. Punchy facey. See who else is on here. All right, guys. If, I, if there's nothing further, man, I'm going to give you about three seconds to type your questions and I'm going to bail. I got another meeting I got to get to. Getting Building my empire. Crushing my sales goals. Stellar Steven asked a question, how did you meet the wife? If you don't mind me asking the wife. First of all, do not call them the wife. I did you. Um, so I met my wife. Her name is Sandra. Met her. And it's got to be, well, we'll be married 17 this year. So it's 18 years that 18 or so since I met her. Uh, I was in LA. I had quite the lifestyle. It was, I was, um, I had a two-bedroom apartment overlooking venice beach at the very end of south south venice boulevard uh it was awesome i was 30 let's see this had to be 2004 let's say 2005 so i was like i was 32 32 years old young man 18 years ago and uh uh the dane mma is asking me a question 2 12 p.m. He wants to know what time it is here. It's two in, uh, 2 in the afternoon, a little bit past. So I was living in uh, Venice, California, L.A., right next to Santa Monica. I was, at this time, just starting scientific wrestling and uh, had been around for about a year and a half, two years. I was coaching wrestling at Santa Monica Wrestling Room, high school wrestling gym. Um, uh, at the same time that Ronda Rousey was going there, it was crazy coach mark black uh it was mark schultz olympic gold medals who hooked me up with the coach there mark black brilliant guy such a nice human being fantastic wrestling coach um ended up running my club out of the santa monica wrestling, Res- santa monica high school wrestling rooms sam o'hi for uh man it was probably about three years i'm guessing and i was working in Finance. I was working, I believe, at IndyMac Bank. I was the manager of oversight for complex instruments. Had a freshly minted master of science and financial engineering, and I was trying to get to know. I was basically Carl Gotch was mentoring me at the time, and Carl insisted. So you know, when I tell oh, yeah. you about you got to up your sales game, and you got to learn how to sell things. I had to sell to Carl Gotch, the legend. He lived in Tampa, widowed, kind of living a monk-like existence, did not have the internet, only had a phone. And I was talking to him every week. You guys could go over and listen to some of these phone calls from that era at uh, carlgotch.com, my memorial site for Carl. Great human. Well, Stellar Stephen, to your question, how did I meet my wife at this time? I'm sorry, I was setting the, 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 setting the scene. I was uh, I was coaching wrestling, starting scientific wrestling, really trying to get on the come up, learn and absorb as much as I could, train with all the number one guys. And so Carl was at the top of that list. Now, Carl had insisted, listen, you know, he didn't want money, especially from individuals. He only charged like promotions to train. New Japan or Pancras or any of these groups, he would charge the group, but not individual athletes. And so he never charged me to teach me and to mentor me, but he would charge you otherwise. So he charged me with squats. I had to do Gotch's Bible uh, in front of him. Um, And one of the things that I had to do was he insisted that I adopt a pit bull terrier, right? He loves pit bull terriers. And so I was like, oh, man, okay, I guess I got to get a pit bull carrier. (laughs) Um, And so at the time, my cousin, who is now a very successful actress, mostly commercials, but I think she's been on TV shows like Parks and Rec. You might have seen she has a really successful YouTube channel called I Mom So Hard. It's totally not my demographic, but it's like her and her friend do kind of comedy about being moms and they drink wine or something. I know it's huge. She's actually toured and whatnot. But before she was famous, she lived with me. And I said, listen, you can live with me in this posh, cool place right off the beach. But I need you to basically be my personal assistant. And so I messaged her as soon as I got off the phone with Carl. I was like, hey, I need you to find me a pit bull. I want to adopt it. I'm not going to buy it from a breeder. I want to, you know, rescue it. So she's like, okay, fine. So she randomly found me this rescue um, down. I think it was down by La Cienega, um, down a little south of where I was. And um, so I, she and I jumped in the truck on a Saturday. I went down there, went to the dog rescue. And man, it was like magic. It was like magic. I hid because I'm in LA. I'm making well over six figures, way too much money probably for me. 32 years of age, you know, I mean, it was definitely like a Wolf of Wall Street kind of era for me, a lot of craziness, but I was burned out on dating all these dumb bimbos, you know, I mean, you know, it's like the road to excess leads to the philosophy of wisdom. And I started realizing, you know, the sex and all that is great. And, you know, but I wanted something more. And I started realizing I wanted to be a dad. I wanted a family. And then that was really important to me. It was something that I, that, and, you know, I've lived my life that way. Now I now have three kids, been married, uh, 17 years almost anyway. So we, we roll in and, and oh, I was burned out on these, uh, on dating all these different people. And so one day I sat down with a pen and pad. Hey guys, it's coach Jake with the one podcast, And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement, And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board. But those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com. an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. This is relevant to my story, how I met my wife, Stephen. So please, I appreciate your patience. I sat down with a pen and pad and I wrote down everything I wanted. I mean, I'd been with all these very pretty women in LA and stuff, but It was just not, I felt kind of gross. I'm like, this is just not doing it. I'm not me, kind of person that I want long term. You know, she was. She wasn't Mrs. Wright. She was Mrs. Wright now. And I wanted Mrs. Wright. So anyway, I wrote it down. And I was specific. I was like, I read a study that said the best marriages that last forever. The man is on average seven years older than her. So I wrote, she's got to be seven years younger than me. Um, I grew up, my dad is Hispanic. My mom is white. So I'm used to that culture of, I figured, you know, if I'm going to be with somebody and raise kids, I want to be with somebody who's like me. So it's not complicated or there isn't clashes of values. So I said, she got to be seven years younger. She got to be half white, half Hispanic like me. She got to have her own money. I was sick of these women liking me only for my money. And I was generating, I couldn't tell if they actually liked me for me. So I had this list, dude. It was, it was a really long list. Long story short, we go to adopt this dog, me and my cousin. We, st- I step out and I see this gorgeous woman with this gorgeous pit bull. So I go right up and cause she had rescued the pit bull and was trying to adopt it out. So, uh, Stephen says, oh, longer story, the better. (laughs) Sorry, bro. I'm trying to be concise, but, um, so she, um, she, there was this gorgeous Staffordshire terrier and I went up to her and I was like, Oh, Hey, what's up? You know, uh, can I adopt the dog? Started talking to her. I'm like, Oh, Hey, well, you know, how do we do this? Can I get your number or whatever? And I pull out my phone. And back in the day, this was when this T-Mobile sidekick was the only real smartphone. It was the first smartphone that we had in the U.S. market. And it was very expensive. Only like Paris Hilton and celebrities had it. But I had it because I was making enough money. So I pull it out. And I flip my little screen. And then she pulls out a T-Mobile sidekick. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, so this really attractive young lady has her own money. Has... This high-end phone. And then she gets on. And back then, at this time, believe it or not, nobody, it wasn't even social media. Like we know it, there was MySpace. And it was so new. This was like when Friendster and MySpace were equal. Now, you may not even have heard of Friendster. So um, but on her screen, she was on MySpace. I was like, no way have a MySpace. So we connected over uh MySpace, stayed in contact. Now she was traveling a lot. Working with this software company that we both uh, run now together. But she was traveling a lot because you had to, you couldn't install software remotely. You actually had to show up and do these installations. This is how the world was back then. Long story short, we ended up having a correspondence because she's always gone out of town, went over, it was like a long distance type of thing for like six months. So I really developed an understanding and a friendship on top of the attraction. And then One day she was flying back into LA. She said, Hey, can you pick me up at the airport? And I said, yeah, I'd love to. We've been together pretty much every day ever since then. So that's how it happened. I mean, it was like magic. I think part of it was the focus because I wrote down exactly what I wanted. It's like playing that um, slug bug game. When you, Start looking for Volkswagen bugs when you're driving. All of a sudden, you see them everywhere. Well, once I had narrowed down exactly what I want, had I not narrowed it down, she could have come and gone, past by. I wouldn't. I just would have been another pretty face. But as I knew what I wanted, I was like, "This is it. I'm gonna chase this girl." And so for six months, I had to stick on it and connected till I finally was able to pick her up from the airport. And then, man, it was done. It was like a done deal. We were had a kid, married within a year. So, uh, and, and been going strong for this long. So, and, and it's not, I, my parents were divorced by the time I was four. So it's not like I had great models. I just, uh, it's somebody to look up to. Now I did pick the brain of my grandfather who I think they were married. Something like by the time they died over 70 years, something crazy like that. And I did pick his brain a little bit, but anyway, so th- that's the whole thing. Punchy facey. Great story. Thank you, sir. Looking forward to seeing you uh and uh you guys at the at all the trainings that we got cooking, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be sick, dude. It's gonna be sick. Gonna be sick. So uh so yeah, uh so Carmen, uh are you guys still working out with that Olympian? I can't Marco had that picture of you guys up, so uh, anyway. Let's see. Emperor Charlemagne says, love your advice outside of his perspective on women, Muslim influenced. What do you think of Andrew Tate's world analogies, Matrix, and the Matrix and business advice? Oh, Lord. This is absolutely relevant. (laughs) Um, Carmen says, see you soon. I'm pumped. Yes. All right. Good, dude. Good, good. So, the Emperor Charlemagne says, love your advice outside of um, his perspective on women Muslim influenced, which is really what I don't like the most about him. uh, what do you think of Andrew Tate's world analogies, matrix, and business advice? Um I don't get my business advice from Andrew Tate. I'm not big. I mean, I love the promise of crypto, but I think it's I certainly. Would love to see Bitcoin or any other kind of crypto take over and replace central banking. Love that. I I'm a hundred percent behind it. Would love to see it happen. Uh, will do everything I can within my power to make that happen because I think central banking is truly awful. Look at what the Federal Reserve is doing to our economy now. They're just clueless. Well, I I don't even know that they're clueless. Sometimes they're clueless. Other times, they are straight, just lame, like fucking up the whole economy. So I don't like crypto as an investment. Have I made money with it? Yeah, I made a lot of money with crypto, but like I don't like it as an investment because it doesn't catch well, right? So it's like, it's great as a store of value, maybe. I mean, as we've seen, it's very volatile um, in the last couple of years. So I know that a lot, I don't, I'm not totally familiar with Andrew Tate's stuff. I don't really watch him that much, but it's hard to miss him. Um, Business advice. I mean, I don't know. I do see these little snippets. I like how, I do like how he is standing up in particular for young men in our culture. I think in the wake of all the, the, the me too toxic masculinity, all that, like, bullshit that was being pushed a couple of years ago and it's still being pushed, but maybe backburnered. You know, I, I, I do appreciate that because I, I have a daughter uh, who's 16 and I have two sons, one who is 10 and the other who's 13. And I am concerned a little bit about the future of how young men are treated. You know, like they're pathologized. They're just typical boy behavior is now somehow an illness, a mental illness, and they need they have ADHD and they need to be put on some drug that's the equivalent of cocaine, Ritalin chemical, uh, equivalent. Anyway, I, I can appreciate that. I really don't like having a daughter and having a wife and, uh, you know, I don't really jive with his view on women. Some of it is aligned with him being a Muslim. Some of it is just, I don't know. It's just douchey. I don't know, man. Like, you know, so, you know, the Matrix metaphor, dude. Yeah, it's not like it was his. There was a movie called The Matrix in 97. You know, these ideas go back to Plato's idea of the cave. Um, So he's cool. I I like some of the stuff he's doing. I think, you know, the whole thing that's got him in trouble with the Romania police, if you're going to try to be some sort of volatile, incendiary character, it probably behooves you to not be like getting girls to 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 work for your your porn company. It's just, I I. It's just kind of gross. So, Andrew Tate, me i You know who I'm. Sorry. So, by the way, my daughter hates Andrew Tate, who's 16, and my son, my youngest son, he really likes Andrew Tate. And I'm in between trying to like parse out and have them understand logically thinking, okay, let's well, not just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Let's well, instead stop arguing about personalities and start arguing about his ideas. And so we dissect the ideas. And I'll, I'll say that the guy's about 50. I, I I am glad that my son is watching him, but I'm also glad that my daughter is, is reaming the shit out of him. So I don't know if that helps. I don't know if that helps. Um, Emperor Charlemagne says, I agree with your takes here. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I think there's much better people to watch. You want to look, you want to, uh, you subscribe to somebody. Okay. Obviously I am a hundred percent behind Greg Cardone. Not only do I endorse him, man, like I believe that he is a great guy. I think he's a fucking genius. And I, I just really would suggest as many people get involved and that's why i got involved with them. i am certified by grant to deliver all things 10x Grant Cardone related by the way new growth con tickets just became available if you want some they will probably sell out today or tomorrow dm me i will send you the link i mean they've got all the way from diamond which is the tickets i'm buying bought, bought uh, flying on a on a private jet, by the way, I'm super excited. First time on a private jet uh, here in about a week or two, and then uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, DM me and I'll I get you hooked up with tickets. But they will be gone today. This isn't like fake urgency. It's like get going. So anyway, yeah, Grant Cardone, I would really recommend that you guys. He has so much free stuff out there, especially on on uh, YouTube. The other guy that I've been so impressed with, so impressed with, is Alex Hormozi. You guys, do you guys follow those two guys. In my opinion, that's where you should be putting a lot of your. They are so sharp and so smart. I, I like Russell Brunson too. I'm not actually a fan of uh, of ClickFunnels per se. It's cool. I mean, it, I'm not against it. I don't have any problems with it. I've tried to use it, and it was a waste of money for me. I just never got into it i have plenty of websites with landing pages and all that kind of stuff and yeah it's cool um yeah but Hormozy and Card- cardone in particular dude and like i said he's awesome um carmen's saying jordan peterson jordan peterson is another guy that i think is i i value a lot of what jordan peterson does i i value a lot of, of his arguments um, like, and, and the stands that he's taken. You know, he got in trouble simply because he wanted the freedom of speech to not have to use all this weird pronoun shit, which, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but it is kind of stupid and confusing, to be honest. Like, I don't know. It, it really, I mean, it's not a, a hill I want to die on, but, like, I am a word nerd. Like, I, I love language. I love etymology. I, I, I love linguistics. And all of this dumb identity politics and pronoun shit probably does need to go. And I do value him for that. Um, I, I'm a huge critic of psychology. Uh, we know that most of it, when it, it, there's some known as the replication crisis in the philosophy of science. And it's this idea that science if it's published in a journal and you say it's going to be science needs to be replicable. You've got to be able to say, oh, this guy ran this experiment and I run this experiment. I get the same result. Uh, psychology, I can't remember the exact statistic off the top of my head, but it's something like the vast majority of psychology is non-replicable. It's called the replication crisis. Dr. John Ioannidis, um, out of Stanford, epidemiologist at Stanford, uh, professor, <laughs> and a station as well. Just brilliant guy. He's kind of leading the charge on this whole issue. So as far as Peterson represents psychology, I'm just kind of like, yeah, dude, I don't need to hear your bullshit. You know, talking about anxiety or depression and all this. It's like, okay, these concepts are so ill-defined. and It's just not backed by science. Um. If you want to get into a guy who is passed away and I gave his last radio interview, my hero in this field is Thomas Zaz, S Z A S Z Thomas Zaz. Look him up, study his materials genius in, uh, he was a rebel psychiatrist. I don't know if that, if that helps. Um, so I don't know if that helps you. Uh, I like him. When I listened to this last thing on uh, Joe Rogan with him, he gets get chewed down like, the religious uh, metaphors for me. It just tunes me. So I don't think he's bad. I think he's fun, a good guy, though. I think he I'm glad he's doing what he's doing. I'm really happy he's standing up in the way that he's standing up. Uh, in that regard, he's crucial. He's a very important person. Uh, his content doesn't really mean much, though. Uh, Emperor Charlemagne says, Love, Dr. Beeson. Saw his rise from day one live right out of the University of Toronto. By the way, you don't have to address all my comments. Yeah, I, I mean, if I, I mean, I'm not pressed for time. I, I do have to bail here in a minute. But if you're on, I will jump on. Um, Stellar Stevens says, Thoughts on, oh, wait, he has another one here. said, wait, here we go. Let's go. I'm missing all of these, dude. Emperor Cherylman says I think Tate is huge is a huge net positive, but I don't agree with his cheating advice. It's gross for sure. I mean, yeah, I think he's got some value. So let's see here. Stellar Steven asks, "Thought on you Carl Young. Uh, Carl Young was cool, man. He was cool. I liked. I love the ideas that he." He really layered a lot of mysticism um, and a lot of mythology into his understanding of the human psyche. And I really actually appreciate that. He went kind of the opposite way of all these fake, using inkhorn terms, terms that sound science-y, but actually are bullshit. They're just used to give you an air of like, There's no real science. It just sounds clinical, but it's bullshit. And I appreciate that he moved the study of the mind into like spirit and these other realms. Yeah, so I think Jung is a very interesting character to read, right? So um, Carmen says, just find him to be a smart, articulate dude. Yeah, he. I agree with you 100. And him standing up for what is right, and particularly for free speech and freedom of expression. I am a hundred percent in support of Jordan Peterson on that front. Hundred uh, percent. So, Stellar Stephen, you work at software engineering or an or another field. I mean, well, I don't have a job. I'm a I'm an owner, so I'm an owner and investor, and what that means, um, and and I am an entrepreneur, so I, I do own businesses. That's what I mean when I when I say I'm in the classroom. So, um. I have a master's degree in financial engineering, right? Got that in 2002 at the University of Colorado or at uh, Golden Gate University, which is the oldest university in uh, private school in California. It's a mix of software engineering. There is, I did have to learn to code. Thank God. Uh, I hated it. I'm <laughs> lucky to have passed. Then I, uh, <clears throat> Uh, it also has a uh, strong mathematics curriculum, particularly in uh, statistics and stochastic, stochastic calculus, um, which is just calculus, of random variables. And then obviously, very deeply steeped in financial uh, uh, instruments and their design, in particular derivatives, like options forwards, futures swaps, that kind. That's my degree. I've worked in the past. I did work in investment banking, mortgage banking and uh and software for quite a number of years. Then, in two thousand six, I quit it all and decided to live by my wits as an entrepreneur and so you know I founded a reverse mortgage consultancy. My wife and I ended up uh uh kind of taking over like the owner basically retired. He's still in the company, but he retired by and large. And we took over the company. It's a software company. And then, of course, side Wrestling, the Mace Bell, that kind of stuff. Hope that answered your question. Stellar Stevens says, thanks. Yeah, so, all right, guys. This has gone on twice as long as I had aimed. But that was just because of the QAA. I'm very grateful you guys. I'm glad uh, all you guys popped in. I hope it was useful. And as ever, I will be here tomorrow, another number one podcast today. I really just want you guys to understand, you can go back and rewatch this, the basics of what you're going to need if you want to crush your sales goals and really dominate your market. Appreciate it. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business, help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.